0: Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, You'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And we started a new series. Last week, we talked about mullets. Right? We did, we and talk? Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi, and hopefully we didn't offend Bon Jovi.
1: Or yeah. anyone with a mullet. Well, I don't really care about
0: that. <laughs> but I think when you're as cool as Bon Jovi, because he's a cool guy. He right? is a he's cool, cool guy. guy. You can look back at that mullet and say, you know what? I wouldn't do it again, but I wore it well. He rocked the mullet. A little different from Jimmy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus.
1: Billy Ray Cyrus.
0: I like Jimmy Ray. We should rename His him Jimmy His name should Ray. be. Yeah. Anyway, a little bit different, because that was a bad That version, was a bad right? mullet. But Bon Jovi, the point there was you're halfway there in the year, or a little past now, and it's time for self-reflection. Where are we going? Have I made it clear enough for my team? How do we get there? And so this week, we're picking back up on that theme because it's a series on getting your team on go. That's what we're calling it, right, Lisa?
1: Yeah, getting your team to go.
0: Getting your team to go. Mm -hmm. She always says things better than I do. So, This week, we're talking about what, Lisa?
1: Why should I care if my employees don't get it? Yeah. Which Carrie typically comes up with the titles for what we do, and then I develop outlines and such. But why should I care if my employees don't get it? Where did that title come from?
0: There's a book called Answer the Question. Okay. And it says the people that you are talking to have questions. And so it was, what is a question that they may not be saying? That maybe I've said in the past that as a business leader, you start to feel, but you really won't tell anybody. So it's a question that needs answering, but it's not spoken.
1: So as the person responsible for answering those questions, part of your job is to go through in your head the process of what are they thinking? What questions do they have? And then answer those questions, the unnamed questions. Yeah.
0: Listen, you're a business leader. You feel isolated. You feel on an island. You don't feel like you can really ask many people. The thing is that when your team, they're not clicking, when they're not working on the right things. Instead of sort of a self-reflection and say, how do I do this better for them? The tendency is to say, do they even care? Am I the only one that care?
1: Right, because they're not doing what you think they should be doing because you didn't ask or haven't communicated effectively with them and they don't know what to do. Right,
0: but when you're in that moment of pity, the self-talk, we don't start out with saying, it's my fault. Ultimately, you know, as a business leader, you're responsible for the outcomes that you want. We all know that, right? Right. But things aren't moving the way that you want. You don't often start out saying, hmm, I wonder what I did wrong. You start with, do they even care? And so in this midseason of the year, 2018, I thought it was appropriate to say, we're probably meeting some people where they are right now, some business leaders. They haven't said it out loud, but they've probably said in the back of their head, do they even care? Or am I the only one that cares? Which only makes you feel further isolated, further detached from the group. And then a lot of business leaders have groups that they go and talk to other business leaders about. In that group, if you're sort of group sharing about no one cares, that's not helping (laughs) the cause, right? So our goal is to go through and sort of break this down. If you've thought this ever, or if you've thought this now, here's a few things that you can consider on getting the team back on track, getting them to go.
1: And I think that two of the things we're going to focus on today are the curse of knowledge. Yes. And basic needs.
0: And we'll have to break both of those down because a lot of business leaders like to go fast. I like to go fast. I like to really, really go fast. And yes, I like you to do. consume a lot of information and I drip the pieces of information. And at some point, from all the different sources and the work that we do, Dots start to line up and they start to connect from me. The problem is not everybody else has been on that journey with me. And I have to communicate that to someone who's really operating in the dark because they've been running the business.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the curse of knowledge. I love, love, love the concept of the curse of knowledge because I feel like it is applicable and is a lot of the reason why things don't get done in a business. There's a quote. Chip and Dan Heath wrote, and they said, once we know something, we find it hard to imagine what it was like not to know it. Yes. So as a business leader, you know what you want your team to do, and you know what they should be doing. You've done the research. You've got everything. Your team doesn't know what they don't know.
0: No. And you know there was a study. I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but the concept I think will come through, right? There was a study with kids, and they replaced a box of crayons with candy in it. So the kid that knew that crayons had been replaced with candy could never understand why someone did not know that there weren't crayons in there. They would just think, well, because Because. I know that there's candy in there, everyone else should know. At some point, maybe six, seven, eight, nine, I don't know what age, we start to become self-aware, but then we grow up and somehow we lose that, which is what we're talking about, Because knowledge.
1: There's another study that they did in 1990, and they took two groups of people, and this so illustrates the curse of knowledge. They had tappers and listeners. So the tappers chose a basic song like Happy Birthday or Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, and they were supposed to tap out the rhythm with their knuckles, and then the listeners had to guess what song the tappers were doing. Then they ask the tappers, okay, so you've done this. How well have you done this? That you think that the listeners will be able to guess what song you're doing. And the tappers were like, oh, this is so easy. 50% are going to get it right. Well, in reality, 2.5%, 2.5, less than 5%, .5 2.5% of the listeners guessed it correctly. Because again, the tappers had that knowledge and the listeners did not. I think that's a great illustration of the curse of that knowledge. That is
0: fabulous because if you're like me and you lack some of the rhythm skills, the song that plays in your head and then how you translate that is very different. Well, when you do that with where you want to go and how you want to grow in the future, when you translate that to your team, the same thing happens. It so, just does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to wrap up because I want to get to basic needs, the second thing. But the couple of things that you can do for cursive knowledge is, I think it's important to always get to the lowest common denominator, a clear message. And
0: the struggle with that is?
1: That we tend to use language that is large for lack of a better and term. And we get
0: proud of that large language. And we dumping. get
1: really and proud and we feel
0: of that. like we're dumbing it down in a level that doesn't really support all of the hard work that went in to coming up with the
1: idea. And I think that it is harder to state things simply. It's very hard. I think it takes a lot of time and effort to reduce a message down to its simplest form. We work hard on that internally.
0: We really, really do.
1: Yes, we do. And we fail. We have the curse of knowledge. Yeah, we all do.
0: We all do. It's like when you become a student, if you're a business owner, you may have advisors, you may use consultants, you may listen to podcasts, you may read newsletters, you may have business books. All of those are sources of information. And what you want to avoid is that unrelatable professor that you had in college that you needed a translator. Don't be that person. You can't get anything out of that.
1: And I think that another way to do that is as the team lead or the business owner or executive, you have to help your team think critically.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: How do we do that? I think you do it with how questions. So if you are making sure that they understand your message and what you want them to achieve, you know, a lot of times they'll just nod their head and go, yeah, 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 I got it. I got this. But to go a step further and go, so how are you going to make this happen?
0: Yes. And when we do this in workshops and workshop settings with companies, we actually ask a tremendous amount of how questions. You're not challenging the initial thought process. You're helping them think through all of the steps instead of saying, Okay, Lisa, how are you going to get that done? And Lisa says, Well, I'm going to do this. Great. Let me know how it goes. Instead of just pushing them off, because remember, you felt like you were on an island. The last thing that you want to do is make them feel like they're on an island. So simply just ask the question, Okay, Lisa, how are you going to get that done? What do you think that you're going to need in order to get that done? And then as you'll find, the more you ask how, the more they'll have to think through each step in the process. And at some point they'll say, hey, I didn't think of that. Then in our settings, we start to foster that collaboration and other team members say, well, that sort of touches my area. I don't know how. And you start to uncover the obstacles that you may run into, but you're thinking through them ahead of
1: time, which is fabulous. And then the whole team sort of helps to condense, consolidate, and get a manageable message and a plan. And that helps
0: with realistic timelines. It helps uncover the resources that may be required. It helps the person that's responsible, the accountable project owner, feel more secure in their promise to you, which is going to help you achieve your goal, which is going to help you achieve your one big objective for the year. All this stuff ties together. And best of all, the more that you know, the more you ask that how question, the more you'll be able to measure along the way and get your progress updates to know whether or not you're on track.
1: Yes, and. Oh,
0: very good. Yes, and.
1: In doing that, you also uncover those employees that perhaps have issues with what's going down. I think this is a
0: segue. Are you segueing? I am
1: segueing. What do you think? Did I segue okay?
0: You segued very, very Transitional statements. Yes. Very good. Yes. Yes. So what she's talking about, Lisa's talking about, is basic needs. So if you're sort of scratching your head and saying, what is this podcast about and why are we talking about basic needs? Now, your employees come to work for one thing, to take care of their most basic needs, which is food and shelter. They make money to take care of their most basic needs. So you're probably like, okay, the rocket science hasn't started yet. That's an assumed concept. But when you lay out something that they don't understand, something new, what you may experience, if it's not laid out clearly, if your path to growth is not clear, what you may find are two things, and we call them fight or flight. And fight is that person. You're probably all nodding right now. You know the fight one. That is the person that became immediately argumentative, and you don't know why. But you feel like you're starting to make progress, and you keep working through that because you feel like, we're going to work through this. There's a little bit of hostility here, but we're going to work through this. So you do that openly in front of the team, makes some people a little uncomfortable. What that person is experiencing is they're fighting for that most basic need. Because they say, hey, listen, you're changing something. I don't feel comfortable with it yet. And I'm going to stand up and say it out loud. And that frustrates you as a leader. And you're going to work through it because they're stating it openly.
1: I kind of like those kind of people.
0: You should like those people. We're telling you now, like those people. Here's why. The alternative is flight. And that is when you get the nod and you assume that everyone understands. And the nod's followed by arms crossed and silence. And the rest of the meeting, they say nothing. And when they leave... They do nothing. They do nothing. In fact, they do worse than nothing. It would be bad if they did nothing. But what they do is they're scared. And so they go back and they hoard their day job because they're afraid they're going to lose it. And when they hoard their day job, they don't share any information with anyone because they're afraid they're going to lose it. You cannot move an organization forward if everybody's hoarding information and they're scared. So... That is why we put such emphasis on this creating a clear path to growth, which is why people actually hire us to come and do a workshop because they understand that I work with this team and I'm self aware enough to know that I may have a curse of knowledge. And now, after listening to this podcast, I'm self aware enough to know that (laughs) some people might fight me and I might need a person to help me through that. A translator, a mediator, if you will. And I need some people to help me spot those that might be in flight.
1: Because I think there are things that you can do with both of those instances, both the fight and the flight characteristics, personalities. And again, you can ask questions, especially, I think it's almost more important to ask questions of the person who sits there and nods their heads and says, yes. yes. Things like, help me understand what you just heard. Yes. So are you talking to your team with the curse of knowledge in such a way that they take away something entirely different from what you meant to say? And then you can work through that, again, to get to the lowest common denominator, the clear message. Or for a fight person, why did what you hear cause that reaction? What made you respond that way? What phrase or sentence? What did you hear? Unpack it. Unpack it
0: unpack it, right? And so we've gone into a whole lot more of psychology and we're starting into that. So you're maybe noticing a little bit more of a serious tone to the podcast. We're not trying to be serious, but we understand that creating a clear path to growth is serious business. If you're a business leader, you're shouldering the responsibility and you've got a lot to get accomplished. We come in and help companies and do workshops with them, for them. We also teach people. Our system, the one that we've developed, Lisa named brilliantly.
1: Oh, thank you. I think we did this together. Well,
0: yes, we did. But...
1: With a little help from Latin
0: class. I wanted to call it Go Guide or something. Yes. But Lisa's like, no, no, no. I want to call it uh, Grow Guide or Go...
1: You want to call it a Grow Guide or something. Anyway, it's called Addicts, which in Latin means Go Guide, which is really what we do is we help your team get to go.
0: Yes. And we've got a system and a process that you follow. We can teach you how to do it. We can work with your team. We can unpack it all for you. So if you want encouragement and confidence in building your business, keep listening. We've got self-study. Go to our website. You can click on addicts. We've got a self-study. You can access that. We've got training. You can get the download, the simple one-page system that we use. You can also come to a workshop and say, hey, Teach me how to do this for my team. Train the trainer concept. Or you could say, you know what? I don't have a day to be trained. Just come do this for me because I understand how critical this is. So thank you for listening. More to come next week. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who just like you are subject matter experts and want more from their
1: business.